what do we think on? Because how we think is how we are. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. How you think in your heart is how you, is how you are. Do you see yourself as God sees you? How do you see yourself? How do you think in your heart? I want to talk to you today about seeing yourself as God sees you. Seeing yourself as God sees you. Has anybody ever been bullied in here? Okay, a few hands. Has anybody ever been the bully? Don't, don't raise your hands. Don't. <laughs> Just look straight ahead. Act cool. No one will know. I was bullied, uh, no, I wasn't really bullied, I, history of bullying, but I remember in junior high school, they call it middle school now, in junior high school, there was this guy named Frank. Now, Frank wasn't like the rest of us. I mean, we wore uh, t-shirts, blue jeans, and tennis shoes. Frank wore a button-down shirt, slacks, and dress shoes, and those dress shoes were pointed like this. You did not want to get kicked by Frank. He was a mean dude. Frank was a mean dude. So why Frank picked on me, Bob, I do not know. Just an innocent little guy, right? Just me. So, but he just, he tried to hassle me, push me around a little bit. Just, you know what bullies do. And so I just endured. But then there's another guy named uh, Tommy. Tommy. Tommy and I weren't like best friends. We're just friends. But one time we were talking, and he told me that his sister, an older sister, got in a car accident. And his sister went into the windshield, and her face was, it, it, was, it was not good. She had some other injuries. Now, in talking to him, I, I said, what hospital is, is she in? She, he said, well, in the Memorial Hospital. And I said, well, that's where my mom works. She's a registered nurse. And she works in a hospital. I'm going to go home and check and see if she knows anything about your sister. So I went home, asked my mom. She was nurse, personal nurse to uh, Tommy's sister. So the next day I got back to school. I said, hey, Tommy, my mom is your, is your, your sister's nurse, personal nurse. I'll tell you from that point on, I was valuable in his sight. <laughs> he loved his sister. And... A couple days later, here comes Frank messing with Kirk. And Frank's here, I'm here. I didn't see Tommy come up from behind, but Tommy came up from behind and he said, no, 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 uh-uh. You're not messing with him anymore. No, you leave him alone. If you touch him, I'm going to kick you in your seat cushion. <laughs> so from that time forth, guess what? I felt pretty good. I kind of raised my chin a little bit around campus. I wasn't, you know, I was like, I got someone looking out for me. Someone sees me as valuable. Now, I could have still said, I could have saw myself as Frank sees me. How did, what do bullies say? You're no good, you're nothing, you're ugly, you're, you're a loser, loser, you know, whatever they say. I could have seen myself as that. But I chose to see myself as Tommy saw me, which was valuable. I have value. And in God's eyes, you, we have value in God's eyes. He loves us. We are valuable and precious to God. 
So was I like, were there some things in my life that might have been like what Frank thought about me? Maybe so. Maybe I wasn't like totally cool. I wasn't, you know, maybe some things in my life weren't totally as Tommy saw me, my hero. But nevertheless, I chose to see myself as Tommy sees me. In our, our lives, there may be things in our life that, well, not quite, you know, up to God's par, but God, see, how does God see you? That's what I want to know. How does God see you? We need to see ourselves as God sees us. And that's what matters, is how God sees us. You know, the devil's a bully. His demons are bully. They, they try to bully you around. If you ever didn't think that the devil's alive, just walk out the door and, and wake up Monday morning. So his assignment is to do what? Steal, kill, destroy. That's his assignment, full-time job. So in overcoming him, we want to see ourselves as God sees us, because that's where the power is, in seeing yourself as God sees you. So in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 6, Ephesians 1, 6, it says, To the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he has made us accepted in the beloved. He's made us accepted. God's made us accepted. Tommy made me accepted. I might not have been the coolest guy on campus, but in Tommy, I, he made me accepted. God has made you acceptable. Mimi, you're accepted. God has accepted you. Wherever you are, however you are, you're accepted. God has accepted all of us. We are accepted. He's made us. We didn't earn his acceptance, thank God, right? But he's made us accept. Do you see yourself accepted in God's eyes? Or do you see yourself maybe in condemnation? Wait a minute. It says he's made us accepted. We didn't earn his acceptance. He's made us accepted. So if God's made me accepted, I'm gonna, I choose to see myself as God sees me. Not how others see me. Not how the enemy wants to see me. Not maybe how others want to see me. But I choose to see me how God sees me. The more I see myself as God sees me, the more I'm conformed to his image. Amen? And that's the goal, to be conformed to his image. The more I see myself as the enemy sees me, the more I'm conformed to his image. Not good. Don't want to be conformed to his image. I want to be conformed to the image of God. Some parents of bullies, what do they do? They go and they will give their kid karate lessons, right? Remember the movie Karate Kid? What was, like, what was the teacher's name? Uh, Mr. Miyaki? Miyaki? Miyagi. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. Uh, I teach you. I teach you. And here, wax on, wax off. How was it? Wax on, wax off. And then painting the fence. I'm done. No more fence. Was it, was it exciting? No. Was it preparation? Yes. So some things we do may not be exciting and thrilling. They may be work 
uh, like maybe reading a chapter of Proverbs every week. I slipped that in there. But going with God sometimes takes effort. But what did all, all that paid off? Remember when the kid was, the karate kid was complaining one time and Mr. Miyagi like threw a punch and he said, wax on, wax up, he started blocking him. <laughs> that was pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> Don't mess with me. I watched that movie. <laughs> I know how to pay the fence. So, but all that training was for a purpose. So our spiritual training, our spiritual exercise, our spiritual seeing ourselves as God sees us is for a purpose. And that purpose is to be conformed to his image and to overcome the enemy. Amen. All right, so let's look at James chapter 1, verse 22. James 1, James 1, 22. It says, but be doers of the word and not what? Hearers only, deceiving your own self. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in where? In a mirror. Here is God's, here is God's mirror. Have a look in the mirror today. Have you looked in the mirror today? Yes, I have. Lawrence, have you looked in the mirror today? Okay. Have you looked in the mirror today? All right. So this is God's mirror for us. He observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, God's word, God's mirror is the perfect law of liberty, and what continues therein, and not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man will be blessed in what he does. So God's word is our mirror. How do you see yourself? When you look into the mirror, how do you see yourself? This is God's mirror. The enemy's mirror is condemnation. The enemy's mirror is guilt. The enemy's mirror is you're not going to make it. The enemy's mirror is you're going to have a bad week. You're going to have a terrible week. You're going to get sick. You don't have any joy. You've never had joy. You'll never be well. You'll never have prosperity. You'll never have the peace of God. That's his mirror. No. Let me tell you what a humble man is. Humility is believing what God says in spite of what you think about it. A humble man is someone who says, God, you're right. I may feel different, I may be acting different, but you say this, that's right. A humble man simply accepts God's word as truth. So, if, if the enemy's bringing me thoughts of condemnation and guilt, I can choose to look in his mirror, or I can choose to look in God's mirror. 
It's our choice. Hey, we have a choice. Here's the gospel, the good news. We have a choice of what we can think about. We can choose to think God's thoughts, or we can choose to think the enemy's thoughts. I can choose to look in a God's mirror. I can choose to look in the enemy's mirror. He's always trying to put that mirror in front of your face, I think. Slap it down. Take that mirror and slap it down. I mean, that's what I do. I mean, I physically wave my hand in the air. I say, no, no. I slap that thought down in Jesus' name. I do. I'll go around the house. You see me going around the house? I'm not swatting flies. I'm slapping mirrors down. I'm I'm slapping the enemy's thoughts down. So I'm not going around the house all day going like this, okay? I'm not, I'm not weird, I don't think. But it's our job to control our thoughts. It's not God's job. Did you know that? It's not God's job to control our thoughts. It's our job. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your what? Mind. Whose job is that? He told us to do that. It's our job to renew our minds. And we can do that. Oh, but the enemy is all these thoughts, all these thoughts come to my head. I know, I know, I know, I know. Someone once said, you can't prevent crows from flying over your head, but you can prevent them from making a nest in your hair. I think it's the same thing with thoughts. You can't really like prevent all thoughts from coming your way, right? I, I, I can't. But you can definitely make sure they don't make a nest in your hair, right? Or your head, make a nest in your head. Hallelujah. Okay, so humility simply is agreeing with God. God says this. Oh, I'm looking in the mirror. That's what I look like. God said it. It doesn't matter how I feel like, if I feel like it or not, God said it. That's truth. I choose to believe it. And when you choose to believe it, that's when the power comes. When you chose to believe the gospel of salvation, that's when the power of salvation came, right? That's when the miracle happened. When you chose to believe the word of God and you acted upon the word of God and you confessed Jesus as Lord of your life, that's when you got born again. All right. Let's, uh, let's look at... John 10, 10. We looked at John 10, 10 already. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Let's, um, let's look at 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. Turn to 1 first, first Thessalonians 5, 23. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. So, a doer of the word of God must be a knower of the word of God. I'm commanded, was it a suggestion, be a doer of the word? Did God say, I suggest that you be a doer of the word sometimes if you feel like it? No, he said, be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. So to be a doer of the word, I have to be a knower of the word. I have to know. There has to be some effort of knowing. I don't know how to bake. I don't know how to bake a cake. Someone, where's Cheryl? Cheryl here today? She, she knows how to bake a cake. Girl can cook a cake. I can't. But maybe if I went to the school of Cheryl baking, I could learn. I could look at her recipe mirror, a book, and I could look at her book, and I can learn how to bake a cake. But I need knowledge. So 
Good idea, a recipe book. That would be the mirror. I would go to her school, I would study her book, and I could learn how to cook. So in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body, spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus. Your whole spirit, soul, and body. Now, spirit, soul, and three, three. So, we are three parts. The real me, the real you is a spirit. You're a spirit. Justin, you're a spirit. I'm looking at, I'm not, I'm not looking at Justin here. Did you know that? I can't see Justin. He's a spirit. I see his body. I see his earth suit. But I don't see him. He's on the inside looking out of those eyes right there. That's, you are a spirit. The real you is a spirit. And I think when we become spirit conscious, we can control our flesh better. When we are, realize that we are a spirit being. We have a soul. We have a mind. We have a will, we have a personality, we have an intellect, and we live inside this, this mobile home here that we travel around in, okay? So, but we are a spirit. We have a soul, and we live in a body, and that's who us is. We are three parts. So I want to look at how God sees us. How does God see our spirit, soul, and body? So we'll look at a few, a few scriptures about spirit, soul, and body. First of all, let's look at 2 Corinthians 5, 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Second Corinthians 5, 17 says, therefore, if What's the next word? Anyone. Anyone? If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. King James says new creature. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So when, I'm, when I get born, when I became born again, I became a new creature. So I can say, I am a new creature. Do I feel like a new creature every morning? Maybe not, but you know what? I'm going to agree with God. I'm going to look in his mirror, and I'm going to say, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I don't care how I feel. I don't care what it looks like. I am a new creation. I'm a humble, <laughs> I'm a humble person, and I'm going to agree with God, and I'm going to say, I am a new creature. Old things have passed away. What's passed away? Well, we got born again, right? So our spirit was born again. What was passed away was our old spiritual nature. The soul, the mind is the, still the same. If I like uh, football the day before I got saved, Dave, I'm like football the day after I got saved. If I uh, am a couple pounds overweight the day before I got saved, I'm probably going to still be a couple pounds overweight the day after I got saved. The body doesn't change. The soul, the mind really doesn't instantly change but our spirit changes. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. Let's look at verse 21. 
For he, God, made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I like that King James says we might be made the righteousness of God in him. God made Jesus to be sin for us that we might be, I'm using King James, made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I've been made the righteousness of God. Again, you might not feel, I might not feel very righteous one day. That doesn't matter. I'm going to look in God's word and I'm going to agree with God. Why is it important to agree with God? He's smarter than us. He's God. When we agree with God, we are conformed to his image and we can better overcome whatever the enemy throws against us because we're conformed to his image. What does righteousness mean? Righteousness means simply, and you probably know this, it means right standing with God. So I've been made to have right standing with God. doesn't say I earned it. I can't earn it. Jennifer, I can't earn my right standing with God. Nobody here is good enough to earn it, but guess what? God made it. He made us. And who am I to say I am not righteous? That would be pride. God made me right standing. I accept it, God. I have right standing with you. Now, in my life, I'm not be, I might not be totally holy in every area, but bless God, I'm righteous. 1 Corinthians 15, 34 says, wake up to righteousness and sin not. Is that up there? Awake to righteousness and sin not, for some do not have the knowledge of God. So when we wake up to righteousness, it's like me waking up to what Tommy saw me. Tommy saw me as valuable and precious. I kind of woke up. Yeah, I feel good around Frank now. So when I wake up to the fact that I have right standing with God, that helps me I have right standing with God. Think about that. Let me look in this mirror some more. Oh, yeah. I have right standing with God. I'm going to meditate upon that. I have right standing. I have right standing. I have right standing with God. Yeah. Here comes the temptation. Oh, wait a minute. I've got right standing with God. When I wake up to that fact, my chin goes up, my spiritual chest goes out a little bit, and I've got some confidence. Wow. I mean, I have right standing with God? Wow. That is amazing. I didn't even earn it. God made me that. Righteousness is really important to overcome the temptations of, of sin in the flesh. When I wake up to the fact that I have got right standing with God, it'll be easier to resist the temptations of the enemy. Amen. Okay, so let's look at... Romans 10, 3. Romans 10, 3. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness. Well, that can't be good. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. Father, I submit myself 
to your righteousness. You've made me righteous, so I'm righteous. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, you sinned yesterday. You sinned yesterday. You sinned last week and the week before and Thursday. Remember what you did Thursday? Well, you know what? I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I confess that sin. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When you do that, you won't wallow in that condemnation and guilt for six weeks. You may, you may, you have, those feelings won't last for six weeks. They may last for six hours or six minutes. I'm talking about the feeling part of it. Because when we sin, we feel bad, hopefully, right? So, if, if I don't know I'm righteous, that uh, condemnation of guilt could linger a long time. But if I say, bless God, I'm forgiven, and, and I'm the righteousness of God, yes, I have right standing with God. I'm accepted in the beloved. Glory to God. I'm going to stand here. Thank God I'm forgiven. Thank God I'm washed in the blood. I'm accepted. I'm the righteousness of God. I've been made righteous. And then you go on without that condemnation and guilt hanging on for six weeks. You all know what I'm talking about. Or is it just me? Because when you sin, you kind of feel bad, I hope, right? And you don't want that condemnation and guilt lingering around. All right, so let's talk about um, the soul and the body real quickly. God, who are we? We're spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. Let's look at Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by how? The renewing of your mind. Again, it's our job to renew our mind. God sees us to renew our mind. How to renew our mind? Well, just look in the mirror. Let me look in the mirror. This is how I renew my mind, by looking into God's word. Colossians 3.2, for the sake of time, Colossians 3.2 says, set your affection or set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. God told us to set our mind on him, so we must be able to. If God said to set your mind on him, then he has to give me the ability to do so or else that wouldn't be fair. So I can set my mind on God by setting my mind on the word of God. All right, one more for the soul. Let's get John 8, 32. John 8, 32. I'll read verse 31. Then Jesus said to the Jews who believed him. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. If you abide in my word, abiding in the word, looking at the mirror, looking at the mirror of God's word, not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Man, it's good to be free. I'm telling you, it is good to be free. Thank God it's good to be free. I was in bondage, but now I'm free. <laughs> We could testify up here, can't we? So God has set us free from all that junk of the enemy. Let's look at our body, spirit, soul, and body. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19. There we go. 
Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and ye are not your own? For you are bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Our body is God's house. Oh, God lives in you. Is you? God lives in you? We need to wake up to that fact that God lives in us. What I try to do, what I endeavor to do during the day is to be presence of God-minded or God-inside-minded. I like to go out through the day. Sometimes I do better than others, but I like to practice the presence of God. Maybe you've heard that term before. But practice seeing God or believing that God is with me. God is in me. He's with me. The Bible says God's in you, he's with you, and he's upon you. So I try to practice the presence of God every day, and I try to acknowledge God is here with me throughout the day. That's really helpful to um, stay close to God, is to, to fellowship with him during the day. So our body being God's house, what are you doing with God's house? Where are you taking God's house? How are you treating God's house? God said he lives in us not to ruin our day, not to ruin our party, but he's in us so that we could be conformed to his image, so that we can be more like him. So let's be God conscious. Throughout the day, here's our homework for this week. Let's be God inside minded. God's in me. God's in me. God's in me. Let's say that together. God's in me. Let's say it again. God's in me. One more time. God's in me. Greater is he that is where? In me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. All right, so if we look in the mirror several times a day, some of us have to look in the mirror several times a day. I, I mean, I look in the mirror every time I go and, you know, go in the restroom, check myself out. Like the fog. So the more we look in the mirror, if we never looked in the mirror once during the day, we might be a mess, I, don't, I think. I don't know. I like the, my hair cut now. I get up in the morning, it's like, I don't, I don't think about my hair. <laughs> I used to have long hair. I used to think about it, comb it this way, comb it. I don't think about it anymore. But if we spend more time in God's mirror, wow right? How good will we look? If we spend a lot of time in a natural mirror, yeah, the better our hair gets, makeup, clothes, looking good, looking sharp. The more we look into God's word, looking good, looking sharp on the inside, we're, being, we're building ourselves up. So I want to close by just talking about how to look into God's mirror. How to see yourself as God sees you. So first, Proverbs 4.19. We'll go there real quickly. Proverbs 4.19. Verse, uh, verse 20, actually. My son, give attention to my words. 
Is that a suggestion? No. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in your midst of your heart. Why, God? It takes, it takes a long time to study the word. It takes a long time to read. It takes time to pray during the day. Let's see. Oh, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Okay, well, that's worth the investment. I want life. I want a successful life. And I want health to my flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues or the forces of life. Out of your heart is the force of your life. All right, so first would be to read the Word of God. Second would be to study the Word of God. 2 Timothy 2.15. It says, study to show yourself approved unto God. So... We look into God's mirror by reading. We look into God's word by studying. What do you mean studying? Well, you just dig a little deeper. Maybe cross-reference. Maybe you have one of those Strong's Concordance things. And you kind of look up words in the Greek and Hebrew and stuff and dig in. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It is. Uh, next would be to speak the word. Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your what? Mouth. But you shall meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written. For then, for then, after you meditate and keep the word in your heart and mouth, for then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Good success with God it comes from meditating and speaking his word. So we read the word, we study the word, we speak the word, and we meditate upon the word. Psalm chapter 1, I think I got that wrong here in my notes, but Psalm 1 says, meditate on the word day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he does, shall prosper. So we read the word, we study the word, we speak the word, we meditate on the word, and we pray the word. Let's close with Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9. I'll get there. So this is a prayer that I pray... Um, there's been periods in my life I've prayed this prayer every day. Paul prayed some prayers, and they're recorded in the Bible, in Colossians, Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3, and other places. So this is a prayer that I pray. And I want to encourage us to pray this prayer for ourselves and to pray it for others, for our family here. I pray this prayer for you. It says, Paul says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard of it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it. I'm going to pray it like I pray it. I'm going to read it like I pray it, if that makes sense. Father, I pray that you fill us at the Hills Church with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So, Father, that we at the Hills Church will walk worthy of you and please you and be fruitful in every good work and increase in the knowledge of God and be strengthened with all your might according to your glorious power with patience 
and long-suffering in joyfulness in Jesus' name. Father, give us wisdom. Give us revelation. Give us understanding. That's how I pray that prayer. And you can pray it for yourself. And the more you pray that prayer, I would almost challenge you. Pray that prayer every day. And come and talk to me in a week or two and let me know how your life has changed. Colossians chapter 1. Pray that prayer every day. I believe that you will increase and revelation knowledge of God's word will come to you. I am really confident that it works for me. So let's not let the bully beat us up. Let's let us look into God's word and meditate in his word and speak his word and see ourselves as God sees us. Amen? Amen. Okay. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we worship you. We're so thankful, Father, for your word is life to us. Lord, your word is life to us. Your word is life to us. Jesus, you are life to us. And we receive your word today, Father. Lord, I ask for us here at the Hills Church that you would increase us, increase our hunger and thirst for you, increase our hunger and thirst to know you, Father. And Lord, yes, give us wisdom, give us revelation, give us understanding, give us discernment that we may know. Father, we humble ourselves to look into your perfect law of liberty, to look into your word. Remind us this week, Father, every time we look in the mirror, uh every time we look in the mirror, the natural mirror, remind us, Holy Spirit, this week to look into your mirror, to see us how you see us. And to reject uh, and even slap down the other mirrors that try to come in our face. For truly a humble person just agrees with you. You said we're righteous. You said we're forgiven. You said if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, Lord, when we ask for forgiveness, you forgive us. And you cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we look in the mirror. We're forgiven. Hallelujah, we're forgiven. Oh, thank God we're forgiven. You forgive us of all our sins, each and every one. Thank God we're forgiven. Thank God you don't remember the past. And looking into your mirror, Father, we don't remember the past either. We don't remember what happened, the bad thing we did yesterday or last week. We don't remember the mistakes that we did in order, at least the condemnation part, Father. For there's no condemnation in you. Thank you, Father. We glorify you. Help us to see ourselves as you see us. In Jesus' name, amen.